You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony. We share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. Woof and Super Smiles! Welcome to a Super Smiley adventure. I'm Megan Blake, here with my sidekick, Smiley the Giant Mutt and Spokes Dog for Throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, the largest pet podcasting network in the world. Our show explores Super Smiley adventures with animals. And one thing I've learned from living with dogs, cats, and horses is that if we are open to it, animals will lead us on amazing adventures. These adventures can be traveling out in the world trips or inner journeys where animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery are just plain fun, super smiley adventures. Today is a possibly fun show. We're exploring all the wonderful havens within the largest animal sanctuary in the United States, Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. This is the home of Dogtown that we remember from the amazing show on Nat Geo. And today we're going to their parrot garden with self-described human cockatoo, Wendy Hatchell. And her spokesbird, of course, his name's King O. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Say hello. <laughs> was that King O saying hey there? Was that King O? Yes. <laughs> He's saying hello now. <laughs> oh, that is so much fun. I cannot wait to come back and talk with you. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back here with Wendy and King O, and she's going to tell us what all the birds have to say. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10. L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. I play tennis because I love to. But inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net. I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker. The first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Footlocker. One place. Every woman. Go to LadyFootlocker.com and enter the code AFPLR1LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPLR2LF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootlocker.com. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. 
For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on Pet Life Radio, a super smiley adventure today with Wendy Hatchell from Best Friends Animal Sanctuaries Parrot Garden. Wendy's their vet tech and hands-on caregiver. Welcome, Wendy. Hi. Can you say hey. hi? Hi. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. So in the background, that little hi is your, is he a parrot? He is. He is a Ducorp's cockatoo named King O. A Ducorp's cockatoo. Have him say something so everybody can hear him say hello so we know who's on the show with us. Can you say hi? Hello. 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 <laughs> he has a beautiful, beautiful voice. He should, he should do voiceovers. He just, it's so melodic and so gorgeous. So at Best Friends, you can always go and talk to the animals. But at the Parrot Garden, they really talk back. So tell us about the absolutely. Different, tell us about the different voices that they have, Wendy. We, I don't know anything about these voices. Tell us about it. Well, parrots, believe it or not, do not have vocal cords like humans do. Um, they have a type of voice box, but they actually fluctuate the air through the air sacs in their head through their nares to create sound. And in that, they can perfectly mimic a lot of the things that we say every day. Wow, that that's amazing. So they're mimicking what we say. Do you find that the birds actually learn what these words mean? Like, does he know he's saying hello? Does he know he's saying close the door, close the window? Does he know what he's saying or is he just mimicking? Well, technically, even as humans, we mimic ourselves. That's how we learn as we're growing up. And they learn the same things because the way we talk to them and the way we greet them or, you know, when it's time to go to bed, they go, go night-night. It is a mimicry, but it is a learned mimicry, just like humans have. Wow. So when it's time to go to bed, so they actually associate the sounds with a behavior or an action the way a dog would learn sit, stay, not maybe the way, but in a, in a parallel manner, let a dog would associate a word with a behavior. Is that correct? That is correct. I actually have a condo gray at my house right now who is in the last three weeks already learned to call my dogs. And when she calls them, she goes, sit, stay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and, hello. He thinks that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and do the do the dogs listen to the bird? Do they sit and stay? They absolutely do. Um, and he's also the the little condo has learned to make the calls just like my Moluccan cockatoo. And if you've ever heard a Moluccan cockatoo scream, it's extremely impressive. So to have your little Congo Gray learning those calls, a little a little tough, I can tell you. <laughs> Wow, that is so much fun. Do you have any YouTube videos or videos up of the parrot telling the dog what to do? 
Actually, not yet. They are working on the video for that one, but on our Facebook page at the Parrot Garden, we have lots of videos of lots of the different birds that we have here at the sanctuary. Oh, I bet there's so much fun, and we've got to see the one. You've got to let me know when, when you get the one up of the parrot telling the dog what to do. That's totally possum. That's wonderful. And the different calls from the birds, do they communicate? with Like dogs have different barks. Do the birds have different calls that, that tell each other different things? Absolutely. Um, and you can tell the difference between an alert call with the birds or when, when the screaming is because somebody's actually not doing okay, or even ones when they're just happy or when they're looking for attention. They're all very distinct differences in, in the calls that they're giving at the time. So you as a caregiver there at the Parrot Garden at Best Friends, you all learn to speak their language, obviously. So if someone's in trouble or someone's happy and they want you to come over and play, you literally, you literally do talk to the birds there, right? Absolutely. And they talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, so I, had the, I had the pleasure. There's so much fun of being able to visit the Parrot Garden when I volunteered there at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. And what I noticed, one of the things I noticed, I didn't see, well, I saw some, but I didn't see just bird seed and bird feed. I saw lots of fresh vegetables and fruit and all kinds of things being made up for the birds. What, what do they eat? Well, our parrots all eat a pelleted diet because it's balanced nutrition. They've come to find, you know, within the last 10 to 20 years that they've been doing more research finally on birds that giving them a seed diet is kind of like feeding them McDonald's every day for the rest of their lives. So none of our birds are actually on seed any longer. They're all on fully pelleted diets, and then they get fresh greens, fresh grains, fresh vegetables at least four times a week. And what is a pelleted diet for people, someone who wants to get a bird? Well, let's go here. Some people, which I know is really wrong, but they think, oh, I can't have a dog or a cat. I'm just going to get a bird and put him in the cage and I'll have a friend. That's really wrong. Tell us about that thinking. There is a whole lot more work than that involved in a parrot. Um, even when you're talking about the little guys like the cockatiels, they can live a lifespan of 24 years. Parrots have the ability to fly, but that is one of the things that we generally take away from them in captivity, unfortunately. So to believe that it is completely natural for a bird to just sit in a cage its entire life is actually quite sad. They need stands. They need areas to play. They need interaction. Most parrots have the intelligence of anywhere from a two to five-year-old child. So thinking that, you know, just sitting there all day is going to give them enough to do, that's when you start to find a lot of the behavior problems and the feather plucking and, the, and you get the excessive screaming, which usually leads to the bird needing a new home, unfortunately. When you're working with parrots, a lot of times it's retraining owners, not retraining birds, because when you understand how they think as a flock species, then you have a better understanding of how to work with your flock species. Right. I never heard them described as a flock species, but of course that's so obvious. Like horses are herd species, dogs are pack animals, and that's why I always have two horses or two dogs. I don't keep them by themselves. So as a flock species, do you recommend having two birds or just training the person to interact with them properly? What's the best thing? If somebody, if somebody really does love birds and they want to be a good bird owner, what do they need to know? They need to actually understand their parrot because for some parrots, you are enough as a companion. For others, if you're not home enough, then having a second bird is, a lot of times is, is a nice option. But it doesn't mean that like King O here needs another Dewcorp's cockatoo. He actually has a friend that's a Moluccan cockatoo. Having that interspecies relationship a lot of times is far healthier. It's like growing old with your best friend rather than the boyfriend that I picked for you because um, that never seems to work out real well. Just because you have two parrots in a cage does not mean that your parrots are happy because there's still not enough to do because they are just sitting there as two of them. 
So even if you've got to, you still have to work with them. Um, you have to justify their intelligence. You have to play with them. You have to feed them. In the wild, all the birds eat together. It's a flock behavior when you eat. So when you're having dinner and you're having lunch, having lunch and dinner with your parrot is super important to them because I don't understand why they're not eating while you're eating. Oh, that is fascinating. They, they have, it's like having dinner parties, right? It's probably a, a social time, exact, right? It really is. Uh, my Moluccan cockatoo actually will go plate to plate around the dinner table and only take his favorite thing, <laughs> the same thing off of each plate, but he must have it off of each plate. It's very important to him. <laughs> oh, so they have it off each plate. Is that a way of him interacting with you? He's not stealing your food. He's actually, in his mind, he's being social and, and eating from your plate, literally. Is that correct? I'm making an assumption here. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. Mm. That's so much fun. So if you have a parrot and you love the parrot, let's say someone, people are so visual and people often pick dogs and cats because of the color. I know that's not the ideal thing either, but let's say someone loves the coloring of a particular parrot and they want to be a good pet parrot, parrot, pet. Oh my gosh, that's hard to say. Pet, parrot, parrot. <laughs> parrot, parrot. Parent, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> how would they go about picking the right boyfriend? I know you said it's hard to pick the right boyfriend, but how do they do that? Like sometimes with horses, you can even get a goat. They'd rather have a horse, but you know, a goat sometimes is a good little companion. How do they, how do they pick the right friend then? When it comes to parrots, parrots in a lot of ways mimic a lot of human-type emotional behaviors. They very much choose you as much as you choose them. And you see the connection instantaneously. That's when you know you have the right fit. Um, when it comes to a parrot and like little O here can live 60 to 80 years. That's a very long time to take an individual into your home and think, well, we can work through that. Because a lot of times that just becomes coexistence and neither of you are happy. But the size, the, the different types, the different ones, all of them are just like different breeds of dogs where each have their own little sets of quirks and noise levels and things that they enjoy doing. And it differentiates from one to the next. Definitely doing your homework about your different species, knowing what fits in your lifestyle, and then not just going out and selecting that species itself, but finding the right bird in that species to fit you. Oh, that makes so much sense. It's like many people will get a little terrier because they'll think, oh, I'm going to get a little dog. But we all know terriers are very intelligent, very high energy. They have, you know, a drive to to seek out little things and, and bring them back. <laughs> so you need to really do your, do your research. Obviously, on the Internet, we can Google things and learn things. But I assume that Best Friends has a good bank of information for people. Is there a website that people can go to and learn more about parrots? Or what do you recommend? Absolutely. If you go to our website, which is www.bestfriends.org, you, on the left-hand side down the column, you will see the area that says the Parrot Garden. You click on that, and then you'll find all your resources, our different adoptable birds. You can find some bird videos on there and good information about standards of care and things like that when it comes to a parrot. That's really, really smart because I tell everyone in getting a dog or any pet, the first thing you have to do is look at your lifestyle and the fit. The vi- that's the very, very, very first thing. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I see it the same as, as when it comes to humans. I mean, if we actually thought things through and, and put it in the animal's perspective, there are people in the world that immediately you get along with, you hit it off, and you can be best friends for the rest of your life. Then there's other people, there's just something about them, it just doesn't click. And, you know, they can do nothing wrong their entire lives, and they're still just okay over years. It is the same thing with your companion animal. Anytime you're bringing one into your home, make sure it is the right fit for both of you, not just what you want. 
Right. And you mentioned doing the research, but you also said sometimes it just doesn't click. Animals communicate not only with their own method of communication, but with energy. And it's kind of that energy that you feel. Do you agree with that, that animals are so connected with energy? You have to be attuned to that in picking your your perfect pet. Absolutely. And really, when it comes to animals, even though like parrots, they do talk, their body language tells you everything, and they're reading yours as well. If you're nervous, if you're insecure, you're promoting insecurity into them, they're going to feel that. They feel that every single time, and you see that quite often, believe it or not. <laughs> it's really easy to spot. If you did any good at reading body language in people, you'd probably work very well with a parrot. Oh, very cool. Let's take a commercial break, and we'll come back, and I want to hear more about the specific body language. That sounds really interesting to me. We'll be back with Wendy in just a minute talking about the Parrot Garden at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley. I'm Super Smiley. Let's rock. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PetMeds.com forward slash adventure, A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFPLR1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPLR2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to healthcare written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, which you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash super and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash super. S U P E R. Join us every week on Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. We're your hosts, Barbara Heidenreich from Good Birding and Robin Schwokas from the Leather Elves. How do I learn more about my parrots? Spread your wings and get ready to fly. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. (laughs) 
And we're back on a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio with Wendy from the Parrot Garden at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Wendy, you were just telling us about body language that parrots and birds have. Can you just tell us a few things? Because people, you know, we see birds and they're so beautiful and they stretch their wings and, you know, they they fly. We, but we don't know these little details. Can you tell us a few things that we could look out for? Oh, absolutely. A lot of times you'll know parrots actually have the ability to dilate their eyes at will. Being a prey species, they need to see things far away and up close. You'll notice that when they start to talk or when they're very excited, they do that same eye pinning thing. A lot of times that's mistaken by people as aggression in the bird, and that's actually not true. Also, a bird that's hunkering down really low with its wings away from its body, just like shaking them. Most people ask quite often what that body language means. Unfortunately, in captivity, that is a bird that wants to move but does not know it knows how to fly because we've taken that. Yeah. So, but noticing that that's what that bird wants at that time as being the companions and the responsible owners, it's our job to move that bird from that position because it's clearly not comfortable there. You can always tell when they're nervous. You can always tell when they're happy. (laughs) How do you know if it's nervous or happy? Tell us, tell us. When it's nervous, you'll, you'll notice the, the bird shaking. It's a consistent body language going on, a constant twitching, the head spinning. They also call it stereotypy behaviors. They're doing it over and over and over and over again, and you, the whole body just kind of shakes. In that type of incidence, rather than standing there and going ahead and flooding the bird, basically, just move it out of that situation, and suddenly you'll see that the bird calms down and stands sleek and very nicely on the hand again all of a sudden. You, you could see that it's dropped out. So there was an action that caused that reaction change the action you'll change the bird's reaction does that make sense makes perfect sense and in general if a bird were doing that in its cage in its area would you recommend a larger cage with more stimulating toys or mirrors things like that what do you think Absolutely. And also simulating foraging in captivity where you make toys where they have to work to get the food out. In the wild, a parrot spends 58% of its day looking for food. And in captivity, we hand them a bowl full of food and 20 minutes later, they're full. We've also taken away flight because we clipped their wings. So there's a lot of downtime, unfortunately, for these guys in captivity. So simulating some of the things that they would naturally get in the wild. With every one of our birds, when we put foraging toys in, they will go after the foraging toys before they ever go to the bowl for food. So it's very interesting to see those natural instincts kick in for these birds. And it also helps keep them occupied. It helps deter a lot of the screaming and different behaviors that you get because they are bored and, they don't, and they're looking for your attention. Right. You, you mentioned that many of them have the intelligence between a three-year-old and a five-year-old human. And when you think of it like that, you can see how they do need to keep their minds occupied. They need to think and play and do crossword puzzles, so to speak, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And the foraging toys, are these toys like what you give the dog that you put the cheese inside and the dog has to dig for it and lick for it so the birds have to scratch and use their beaks to find the, the food? Is that right? That is absolutely right. Any Anything that makes them, and, and most of these guys are really good at figuring out different puzzles. And the longer it takes them to get into what they want, the more time they will spend doing it, which is more time that they are busy and occupied. It's like giving a child a box. It's the cool, it's a spaceship, it's a skirt, it's a hut, it's a <laughs> fort. It's, there's a million uses for such a simple thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's, obviously they're very social. They like to play. They like to figure things out. Can they play with people? Can you actually play with your bird if they like you and they're socialized to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, we actually have, <laughs> we, the, we have a Moluccan cockatoo that runs the wall and he's very cute. He, he'll trot down and, you know, you chase ahead and he'll, he'll chase you. And then if you sit down, he'll start to go ahead of you and he'll look at you and go, come on. 
Come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, it's your turn. <laughs> it's like I play um, with my cat. My cat does the exact same thing. He, he chases me and then I chase him like a dog. And then the dogs, I play hide and seek. So if you've got your birds so that they, they're socialized to you and they trust you and you're their friend, you can actually play with them in that way. Absolutely. They can learn to take colors and put them in little puzzle boxes in the slots that they go. They're extremely intelligent and, and keeping that mind busy and occupied, the more that they learn, the more that they grow, the more they're able to interact. It's pretty amazing. That is really amazing. And speaking of adventures, I read that you all take your birds to schools and that they take the kids on adventures and learning journeys. Tell us about that. We go to places like the library for the different school-aged children. We've gone to the different rest homes and things like that. We take the birds. It's great socialization for the birds as well because humans have made themselves these birds' flocks, so it's very natural for them to be around a large flock. It's very good for the different individuals, too. They get to see the companionship of the animals, get to learn more about them, and get to learn what it is to have to take care of them. So it's really good for both the birds and the individuals. I'm always interested in what animals can teach us. Is there a lesson that these birds have for us as humans? There's a lot of lessons. <laughs> the, the biggest one for these guys here is, honestly, I mean, we put them here. Choice, it's their right and our responsibility. And that's one thing that you absolutely learn from them, that, you know, it does take more. And they have the amazing ability to forgive. So even those that haven't come from ideal situations still absolutely love humans, which is an amazing thing. Um, forgiveness is something that not all humans are great about, but birds really are. And birds also are very sensitive to their environment. So I would imagine they have a bigger universal lesson in caretaking the environment. What do you think about that one? That's a huge one. Uh, you know, with the pet trade and the destruction of, of their their actual habitat, um, it's shrinking and eventually the only place you're going to find parrots is in captivity. And that's a huge lesson as to the effects that we have on our own earth every day. Right. So if someone wants a, a bird, we want to make sure that everyone knows the responsible, speaking of responsibility, the responsible way to get a bird. We want to make sure that we don't, I know that there are puppy mills and kitty mills. Are there bird mills? Where should people go to get a bird and make sure that they're doing the right thing and supporting, supporting this wonderful species that, that we have domesticated in essence? Exactly. They are wild animals in captivity and there are absolutely bird mills just like puppy mills. Considering the lifespan of a parrot, it's, that's a tough one for them because it's a long time to be stuck in that situation. Adopt, do not buy. That's the biggest one out there because there are 40 to 60 million captive parrots in the United States alone already. So every time somebody buys another baby bird, you're talking about a lifespan of 60 to 80 years. On average, it's 7 to 11 homes in a lifetime for these guys. But we have wonderful birds that are already older, already past puberty, already set up you know, to be great individual companions. And it's far better than the whole hand feeding and hand raising that you see out there. So people can adopt birds from your sanctuary, is that correct? Absolutely. And there's many sanctuaries across the United States that adopt as well. Okay. So your sanctuary is in Utah. And if someone couldn't make the trip there, of course, I recommend it highly. It's a beautiful, beautiful, life-changing experience. Everyone go and volunteer at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. But if you if they can't do that, where would they get a bird? If they see a certain kind they love, they want to be a responsible parrot, 
parent, I was going to say that right this time, <laughs> what, what should they do? Do they look for a um, bird rescue in their area, sanctuary in their area, or can they order one from you? Tell us, what, what do they do? The best thing to do is look in your local area. You'd be amazed how many birds locally, even across the United States, are looking for good homes because they are losing their homes. And it happens quite often. There are lots of sanctuaries across the United States. Um, Many of them adopt. They have online classes and stuff so that you can learn more about that companion animal before you take them into your home. Best part for us is we generally make people come here and spend time when you adopt because we want to make sure that's the right fit for you and the bird. Getting one out of a pet store, you have no idea the temperament of that bird or whether or not this is going to click. By being able to sit and spend the time with the individuals, you get a better overview of exactly what the care is, how to take care of them, and exactly how well you and that bird click. That's great advice. And again, I cannot say how much I recommend going to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in Utah. It truly, truly is a life-changing experience. All these animals are so well cared for and the people, hello, oh, let's hear some things. Can King O, am I saying his name correctly? Can King O say some you things are? to us? Can he, hi. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Is it fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so much fun. He has his own Facebook page as well where we post videos daily for him. Um, And it's King O's Facebook page. So you should definitely look him up and check him out. I I will definitely do that. K-I-N-G-O or O-H? K-I-N-G and then a capital letter O. Capital O. Okay, King O. King O, you're so much fun. What is he saying? (laughs) Have him say some, hi. Is he saying hi? Is that hi? Yes. He says, hello. Um, Hello. (laughs) He's got his little box that he likes to play in. He goes and he knocks on the door and he'll say, come in. (laughs) Does he like to take baths? He thinks life is hysterical. It's great. What was that? Does he like to bathe? Do they bathe in water? Does he like to bathe? Oh, absolutely. Um, Parrots love to be showered. For Oh, his biggest thrill in life is actually um, shining for the camera and Uh singing and dancing. Um, That is his repertoire is the whole singing and dancing thing. Yeah, he has his own CD and everything. Does it? Yeah. That sounds like he's laughing. Is he he giggling? He is laughing hysterically. We're throwing our arms up, so he makes his wings all big. He does his little head bob, kind of dances there. And my favorite is he pulls his wings all the way back, tips his head way up, and goes, ooh, because he's a superstar. Oh, that is okay. So um, this is great. So when, when you raise your arms up, he laughs and giggles. Is that what you – do you give him a cue to do that? He does. It, it, absolutely. And, and mm. when uh, one of his new favorite songs is If You're Happy and You Know It, clap your hands. So he'll start stomping his feet. He'll do circles. And when you get to the If You're Happy and You Know It, yell hooray. He goes, hooray. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows the song. <laughs> Can you get him to say hooray? Hello? Can you say hooray? Are you ready? Not so much. Not so much. Uh, He started at the end. (laughs) So I can hear him. That is so cute. He's so cute, Wendy. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on our show. We've covered so much. I feel like we could just talk for hours. Is there anything else that you want to share with everyone about anything they should know about the birds? Parrots are amazingly intelligent individuals, and their lifespans are very long. So making sure when you're getting a companion animal, you get the right one for you and your lifestyle is essential. 
And come to Garden. Check us out. It's like a large preschool full of ADD children. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I know. (laughs) And when you say the website again for everyone. It is www.bestfriends.org. Bestfriends.org. Look for the the Parrot Garden. And thank you so much, Wendy and King. Oh, we're going to be checking you out on Facebook. And Smiley here, my sidekick, he has a Facebook page too, the Super Smiley Anniversary Tour. That's his flash mob for pet adoption. It's been touring the country and it's a celebration of pet adoption. And our YouTube videos are at youtube.com slash Megan Blake. And we hope to see you there. We want to make pet adoption the coolest, most rocking thing you can do. And that includes adopting dogs, cats, horses, and parrots. Right, Wendy? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we just got back to Malibu from Florida, and we danced at the beautiful Jacksonville Landing. And thank you, Wendy and the Parrot Garden and Best Friends, for joining us here on a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, which is the largest pet podcasting network in the world. Thank you for all you do, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, King O. And until next time, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.